The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. How dare you, little jabroni, come on to the rock show, come on to the people's show, come on to the premiere show, SmackDown, and run your mouth about how you're the WWE champion, and run your mouth about how you're the game. Well, The Rock says, if you are the game, then quite frankly, you need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says. Hello, and welcome to SmackDown Matters. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Miss J to the Max. How are you, Miss J? I'm doing fantastic because, well, I was until I just got the, the news that the White Sox are now tied up with the Orioles, but oh. other than that, I'm doing well. Okay, not bad for Sunday. I mean, you only are the best team uh, in the uh, American League. I mean, you could say that again, just to reemphasize it for the people that don't know. <laughs> Heading into the All-Star break. The White Sox are the best team record-wise in the American League uh, playing some outstanding yes, baseball. So, yes, getting tied up with the Orioles is just a minor blip on the radar for them, I think. Trying to make it interesting. Yes, you know, early in yesterday's game, I think it was the top of the second. No, that was Friday's game. Uh, yesterday's game, I got because I don't get all the games out here. I get very few of them, but I saw that the score was – I think we were four one because one of our I forget who it was he he had an RBI um, two actually but anyway it was four to one I was like Orioles just pack it up right now and just you know just call it a game and they should have because they went on to lose eight to four yesterday I believe or maybe it was eight to two you know yeah but yeah the South Side South Siders are definitely looking good have you seen their City Connect jerseys. I have, and I really like one, but for $350, I will not. <laughs> you don't want to give Nike, investing in those. You don't want to give Nike like a half of a car payment? Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> for some laundry? Exactly. Like, thanks. It's really cute. And then my, my godbrother goes, well, you can get the knockoffs. Those were only 150 or something like that. I said, yeah, no. <laughs> Those numbers just don't just don't hit the same when you're like, you know, past your 35th birthday. They do not. Actually, past your 30th because, let me tell you, even at, my, at 31, I still would have said, mm-mm. <laughs> 27, though, you would have been like, ah. Oh. 350. Right, 27. Oh, it's cool. I'll just work extra this week to make it back. <laughs> Not now. I don't want to work extra. I don't want to work at all, but working extra? Mm-mm. Well, that's kind of the theme of what happened uh, to start off this show uh, for SmackDown, talking about people working and working extra. But before we get there, we got to let everybody know there was some sad news on Friday that came down in the afternoon. Yes. Uh, always on Friday afternoon after lunchtime, there's always some wrestling news that seems to be breaking. Uh, but this week, it was that Bailey 
had injured her knee training at the performance center and she's going to be out for at least nine months. So that is that sucks. It sucks at the same time. Bailey is I'm surprised her back wasn't hurting from carrying SmackDown for the last year and a half. Um, but we wish her a speedy recovery. Well, nine months isn't speedy, but we hope to see her back. I'll be looking forward to her return. Uh, it's going to be real close to around WrestleMania. Um, they'll probably, she'll probably just miss WrestleMania. Um, just to Dang. be sure. Yeah, that she's, you know, 100% to go, but depending on... We gotta go nine months without Bailey. Oh, man. This is not okay. I'm yeah. not okay. Because you know WWE doesn't do that thing like AEW where you you hurt, but you can still cut promos and stuff like that. They like, mm-hmm. you, you hurt out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, because Vince don't want to pay you. He don't want to pay nobody. <laughs> he has to pay people for those promos, so he like, ah. <laughs> So, so we open with the recap of Roman Reigns and Edge from last week. Then Jimmy Uso tries to go into Roman's locker room, but Paul Heyman stops him in a hurry. He says Roman has something special planned for Jimmy later with a very sinister look on his face. So here are Paul and Roman to come out for the promo after a long Roman sucks chant that was piped in, of course. Roman talks about how he does not like Edge, suggesting that he is in his head. Roman says that he might have been a bit scared at WrestleMania when he was in the crossface, but then he stacked them and pinned them. They even printed a shirt about it. He says two weeks ago, Edge got to Roman because he wasn't focused. He says he has had some family stuff going on, so he wants to deal with that right now. So out comes Jimmy Uso to say that he tried to take care of Edge last week when Roman was on vacation. Roman asked when Jimmy got to make some decisions for them, but he says last week wasn't a vacation. He says he was still doing work. He was actually doing his work. And then he brings out Jay Uso. Jay tells Jimmy that he needs to keep his head up while they're going through the trials and tribulations they're going through. And they're going to get back to what they do best, which is win the tag team titles again for the seventh time. Roman says Jay hears what he wants to hear, but Roman wants all three of them to succeed they need to do it through. They need to do it together, though, and everyone comes in for the group hug. Oh, the bloodline! Look at them <laughs> trying to be on the same page. <laughs> Roman was kind of—he was quite offended when uh, Jimmy suggested he was on vacation last week. He even told that man, "If anybody deserves to be on vacation, it's me." Because he's been feeding and clothing all of them for the last year and a half. So, <laughs> he isn't lying. This is true. This is true. Baron Corbin talks about how he needs to win tonight because he has lost everything from his crown to his car. And maybe even his house is going to be next. He says he's <laughs> money in the bank before and he can do it again. And then we see a video recap of Baron Corbin losing everything in his life to Nakamura. Then we see earlier in the day, Nakamura and Rick Buse <laughs> arrived in uh, Corbin's uh, G-Wagon, which they say they bought at the auction. <laughs> so they got a good price on it, too. <laughs> so King Nakamura versus Baron Corbin, Money in the Bank qualifying match. 
Big E wearing a Bailey shirt is on commentary with a pedicure uh, uh, soaking, I don't even know what you call that, uh, tub. It's the foot bath. Yeah, foot, foot bath. bath. And he had uh, Pat McAfee join him over on the couch on commentary. So they uh, they were acting up. Double double foot massages there or foot baths there. <laughs> and they did not invite Michael Cole. No, they did not. Uh, both men head to the outside with Baron Corbin dropping Shinsuke on the announcer's table as we take a break. Come back with Baron Corbin uh, hitting a deep six for a two count, but Nakamura uh, applies a triangle choke. Baron Corbin reaches the top rope for the break, but the Kinsasha is cut off with the hard clothesline. Back up, Nakamura kicks Corbin down to one knee and he sets up the Kinsasha. He hits the Kinsasha and he pins Baron Corbin to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. So I was paying attention to the match, but I was more so paying attention to the commentary because they were cooking the hell out of Baron Corbin <laughs> on commentary. <laughs> I felt so bad for him. <laughs> and then I didn't. <laughs> then I didn't. Uh, yeah, Baron <laughs> Corbin is having a hard go of things here uh, in the last month or so. Uh, so yeah, he 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 definitely needs a, a intervention of some sort. Um, I hope he had a home to go back to. He hasn't shaved. Um, he hasn't. Uh, he his his hair is all. He got a haircut. I mean, he, they said that man's hairline is committing treason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is just uh, as they say down bad currently. Very and losing. Losing this qualifying match is, is the equivalent of kicking a man while he's down. The Usos, they're in the back. They make amends. Uh, then here comes Tamina and Natalia to answer a challenge from a new tag team in a non-title match. That new tag team is Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart over from NXT. Um... I know Ember Moon has to be wondering, like, what happened to me? Listen, I had that same question. What happened to Ember? I also had another question as to why their names are now Knox and Shotzi. Why does Vince hate first names and last names together so much? I don't know. I guess it's easy. Knox doesn't even sound. No, Knox does not even sound. No. And Shotzi. No, they don't say that's not their name. We've come to know them as Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. So does that mean he's going to change Tony Storm's name just Storm? I don't think he could contractually do that through Marvel, but Tony, yeah, probably. Or maybe he'll change her name to Dewdrop, <laughs> like he did to the other one. <laughs> Um, so Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart, they come out on Shotzi's tank. Um, cool entrance for them. SmackDown debut. Tamina tags in and she goes to kick Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, but she knocks, uh, she kicks Shotzi and then she knocks Tegan off the apron. Tegan comes in minus the tag and everything breaks down. Tamina is in since the outside, but Natalia drops Tegan and then Shotzi hits a running clothesline to Natalia, setting up the ball pit. And Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart defeat the women's tag team champions in their debut. Two things. 
the chemistry was really off in this match, in my opinion. Yes, because they um, never wrestled each other before. Okay, so somebody missed rehearsal. And then two, <laughs> how dare they have my girls, Tamina and Natty Job, to people named Knox and Shot. No, I'm kidding. I like Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox, but I really thought Tegan Knox was going to continue her feud with Candice LeRae, but apparently not. Vince don't give a damn oh, well. about NXT TV, obviously. Vince does, uh, doesn't care about anybody but himself. I don't even think he cares about his children. Because Tegan Knox just came back. We had a big three-week build-up for her coming back with the battery charging up on NXT TV. Finally got the review. And Vince said, no, let me just it. Vince loves fixing things that aren't broken. <laughs> Finally get the reveal uh, uh, this past week on Great American Bash that it is indeed Tegan Knox returning from knee surgery where she's been out for uh, nine months or more. And then the next thing you know, that happened on Tuesday night. On Friday night, she's a part of SmackDown now. So the rate oh. has begun. I don't understand Vince's thinking, but you know he's seen out, he's so he probably doesn't understand it. Recruiting, and he's trying to get some people, some stars. He don't like what he's he needs. He needs to stay in Connecticut. <laughs> he's been recruiting, uh, you know, like Tennessee. Been yeah. Don't don't come. Look, I'm not even watching. I'm haven't paid any attention to Tennessee <laughs> football. People send me links. Oh, look, we just recruited this. I don't care. I am, you know, after what is almost 20 years of being a fan, I officially do not care anymore because all they do is piss me off every weekend. And I have to go the whole weekend being pissed off because it's the balls on Saturday and then the beers on Sunday. So I'm just going to pick a struggle this year. It's going to be either or, but not both. Really? Yes. Oh, you've gotten to that. I haven't reached that part of my fandom yet with, uh, Washington football or Carolina UNC football yet, so I'm still here for the uh, for all the heartache and pain on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, I'm saying this now on July 11th, but come <laughs> kickoff, things will probably change uh, because I do love a, a good train wreck, and that is our football program. Uh, Ed says that he's ready to call out Roman Reigns later tonight. Now, Cyan DeVille comes out to announce Bailey's replacement at Money in the Bank. First, though, we see a clip from the injured Bailey blaming the fans for everything that has happened and saying whoever replaces her isn't going to be as good. Cyan DeVille. Man, she ain't lying. Cyan <laughs> DeVille says that Bianca Belair will not be defending the women's title at Money in the Bank, but rather next week in Houston on SmackDown in front of the live crowd. Her opponent will be Carmella. Whack. I could hear the crickets. That's why they had turned the sound up. They piped in more sound because it would have been crickets. Uh, who comes out to brag about, of course, how gorgeous she is. So here comes Liv Morgan to snap on Sonya Deville about how she's playing favorites with this choice. But then Sonya Deville says Liv Morgan is getting Carmella's spot and money in the bank unless she keeps running her mouth. And then Sonya Deville is going to change her mind. Well, that's enough for Liv Morgan. So here comes uh, Bianca Belair out. Bianca Belair comes out. She says she isn't sure if Bailey is telling the truth about her injury, but she says uh, she will be waiting to finish this when Bailey gets back healthy. As for Car- Carmella, she better be ready for next week. Mm. She about to she take a whooping. 
Carmel about to get that ass beat. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad that they found a way to get Liv Morgan into that money in the bank match. She clearly deserves. Uh, yes, because I was going to be pissed off. I was going to write a letter. I was going to start a letter writing campaign if she didn't get put into that match. She should have been in the match. She should have been the first SmackDown entrant into that match. Paul Heyman tells Roman Reigns what Ed said, including that Edge questioned Roman's manhood. Of course, Roman is not pleased. Uh, mm. Now we get a vignette for the soon-to-be newest member of the SmackDown women's division, Tony Storm. So, Tony with the thick thighs is coming to Friday night. Yes, she is. Don't know how I feel Hope about Vince that. doesn't change her name. Don't know how I feel about that. I'd rather see her continue to flourish on NXT where they know what to do with her, but we will see what happens. Uh, I mean, we would prefer for all of the talent that comes up from NXT to stay in NXT, but, you know, like you said, Vince been down there recruiting. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins Money in the Bank qualifying match. Cesaro is busted open. Cesaro is then sent to the outside with Rollins ramming him into various things. That isn't enough for the countout, so Seth Rollins hits a DDT on the ramp for a nine with Cesaro diving in to beat the count before ten. The stomp was countered into a roll-up for two, but Rollins then kicks Cesaro in the face. The uppercut staggers Rollins, who comes right back with the stomp and gets the pin, and Seth Rollins is the final qualifier for the Money in the Bank ladder match. That's too bad for Cesaro. He had so much momentum going into this. And we had Kato on commentary. It sounds like he was rooting for Cesaro. Right. Man. Yeah. Oh, well. It's, it's, uh, Maybe next next time. Cesaro got a big old gash in his head from uh, getting ran into the exposed turnbuckle. and uh, Was that... Uh, for real? Yes, that was for real. You know Vince. Ain't, oh, okay. You know Vince ain't gonna allow them to do that on Fox. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Only on Peacock. <laughs> uh, the Usos go hunting for Edge, but they don't knock on his dressing room door so they can catch him by surprise. Uh, but then after the break, they just barge into his locker room anyway. Uh, yes. They were about to. Well, Jimmy was about to, and then Jay called him stupid, basically. Was about to knock on the door. It's like, you don't announce your arrival. You wait for it. <laughs> you get him behind. You know, he still got, you know, Jimmy's brain's probably still a little cloudy from, you know, <laughs> other things. Uh, Seth Rollins is very excited about beating Cesaro, but isn't surprised because he is on another level. Rollins talks about his history with Roman and promises to win the Money in the Bank ladder match, but then Edge pops up behind him. Edge promises to call <laughs> out Roman Reigns right now. He tells Ro Rollins that he doesn't have the balls to do that, and that's the reason why he's going to get a Universal Championship shot, and that's why Seth Rollins has to win Money in the Bank. So that means he has zero balls. <laughs> questioning his manhood all night. <laughs> Yeah, Roman's got a, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Edge is out here uh, questioning everybody's testicular fortitude. I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, mm, let's see. And then what happened? 
Well, Chad Gable brags about Otis being a human wrecking ball. Otis, in his normal voice, promises to destroy everyone. So then here comes Edge. Um, he comes down. He says he's going to destroy anyone who gets in his way. We see Edge cross-facing Roman Reigns and Jimmy Uso, and now he wants Roman out here right now. In the locker room, Roman says he has this covered, and he wants the Usos to stay in the back. Roman comes to the ring, and then as soon as he gets to the ring, here come the Usos. Uh, Hard-headed. <laughs> Hard-headed. He told y'all to stay in the back, and y'all don't listen. Uh, they want to come in and, and do the you know group thing, but he, Roman's like, yo, I got this. And then he gets in the ring. Well, the fight is on. And then all of a sudden, here come the returning Mysterios to jump the Usos. Edge loads up the spear. I forgot they was the the tag team champions. (laughs) Edge loads up the spear, but Jay grabs the leg. Roman then then, uh, Ray breaks that up, and the Mysterios hit double six one nine to the Usos. The spear drops Jay as Roman leaves, uh, headed back up the aisle. Edge breaks off a piece of a chair to crossface Jay, then does the same to Jimmy, holding his arms in place for, um, you know, holding him back. And then Jay gets to crossface again as Roman Reigns walks to the back to end the show. Mm, mm, mm. Didn't even come help them. That's messed <laughs> up. See, that's a, a hard head, make a soft behind. See, he was trying to protect them. He told them to stay in the back. Now look what happened. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't listen. You're right. See? See? Again. Now now they have to suffer the consequences. Yeah, that'll probably be the story that he tells them next week, too, when they uh, Mm -hmm. recap. It's like, you know, I never asked. I told y'all. And now y'all put yourself in harm's way. I was just trying to protect you. See? Mm -hmm. Cammie D would not like the way I'm spinning this at all. (laughs) She is so (laughs) (laughs) anti-Roman. Yes, but Miss V would probably be all about you spinning it this way because she is so pro Roman. So Roman. It's such a such a dichotomy in this uh, SmackDown Matters Twitter Spaces we had on Friday. Yes, and I, I it was a pleasure for me to join the Twitter Space for what was like the last fifteen minutes. I had no clue what was going on because again, West Coast, so SmackDown comes on uh, three hours after it's already aired on the east coast i mean so i could i could furnish you with some alternative means and you could watch it live with us i mean we'll have to talk about that offline you know (laughs) i do not pirate i like to watch things the legal way yes i forgot i was talking to the legal beaver of us all here i am definitely quote unquote no we'll talk we'll talk after this (laughs) We'll talk. Uh, if I talk really low, they can't hear me. We'll talk after. Yeah, but this was a pretty but, good episode of SmackDown, I thought, though. Yes, it was a pretty solid episode. Moving the storyline forward a little bit more. Really sad about Bailey. Yes. But happy for Binky and Sasha, who were looking stunning last night on the SBs. And they won the SB for best WWE moment for their WrestleMania match. WWE's come a long way as they have now become a integrated part of ESPN that they even got an award at the ESPYs now. They created a whole new category just for WWE. 
Which I hope, I hope he should be, but I hope at some point down the line, it will just be best wrestling moment because there are some good moments in other wrestling promotions as well. So, but it's pretty awesome to see this inaugural award go to two black women. Um, and even Big E tweeted about it this morning. And in that tweet, he also paid homage to Jazz and, and Jacqueline for being catalysts for black women in the wrestling business. So much deserved respect and flowers to to those two women. Yeah, Sasha Banks and, and Bianca Belair definitely uh, changing what is possible, uh, not only for mm-hmm. women's wrestling, but black women in wrestling as well. So they are writing their own narrative, and uh, we are the ones who are benefiting from it each and every time that they do something spectacular. And I'm glad that they are getting all of their flowers and all of their recognition as it is happening and it's not something that we have to look back on 10 or 15 years later and be like oh yeah that was a very poignant moment in time mm-hmm. you know they're actually getting all their stuff in real time so very, yes very i love thankful it for that yes they were looking stunning even in the rain uh in in new york uh for the espies last night so congratulations to bianca and and Banks. And it should be noted that Binky made her dress herself, and it looked great. She definitely has another career in fashion. Whenever she oh, I love it to to do that. I love that for her. Like my mom is a designer and a seamstress, so I have an appreciation for it. My mom used to make a lot of my stuff, and let me tell you, I was sharp growing up. Um, and I get my sense of fashion from her because she also used to model. So I have an appreciation for for someone who can, you know, who can design and and sew their own clothes. So yes, Binky is she is look. This is the thing about black women: we are layered. Okay, there are layers to this. Binky is so talented; she definitely does have another career once you know she decides. You know what? I'm done with wrestling. If the so, acting or Hollywood doesn't get her first. Exactly. Hell, she probably designed her own clothes on the set, too. And everybody else's. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I could see Montez Ford doing some acting, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely got the look for it. He's very photogenic and, mm-hmm. um, you know, seems to be able to emote and convey emotion through the screen very well. So, yeah, he definitely could have a an opportunity uh, down the line at that. At least, you know, if not movies, definitely TV. He definitely could do TV. Oh yeah. Now Montez, I mean the other one, Angelo Dawkins. Dawkins. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, no disrespect to him, but you gonna have you gonna have Mo up here shaking his fist at the clouds, listening to this. Mo is always shaking his fists. At something I say on this podcast, <laughs> uh, he was he was very sour, by the way, uh, in the uh, Twitter space about the new additions to SmackDown, and you know, basically, yeah. it's like the kid who has a brother or a sister who has a birthday, and they get all the gifts, and they don't get nothing. Well, he got Eva Marie and Dewdrop. <laughs> you heard, you heard that, Mo. <laughs> I mean, Vince stood all the Monday Night Raw budget 
on those two. <laughs> uh, but yes, lots of you know. See, it looks to me like SmackDown is a little more fiscally responsible when it comes to budgeting salaries for talent. So, you know, a lot of maybe if Raw cut down to two hours instead of three hours, maybe they could, you know, save a little money. Just a thought. Yeah, just just food for thought, right? You know, just just putting it out there. <laughs> um. Let's see, AEW, Alistair Black. Uh, yes, so Black. I am halfway through this past week's episode. Oh, did I um, for you? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I already knew he, because I saw it on Twitter earlier this week that he made a, uh, an appearance. But apparently I was like, what happened to the 90-day no-compete clause? Did they mess up his contract? Uh, apparently he was on, he never signed like a main roster contract. He was still performing under his NXT contract. And then that NXT contract is a 30 uh, no compete clause. So he was basically a clerical error. Oh, Mark Carano is on his way out the door, huh? Mark Carano already got out the door because he was the one who they said sent the, um, oh, the Mickey James. James in the trash bag. Oh, so then who do we blame for a clerical error now? I don't know. Kevin Dunn. <laughs> That's probably a, a little bit. We don't have anybody else to blame. Let's just blame uh, him. John Laurinaitis at this point. He's the head of talent relations, I think. Okay, then it's his fault. <laughs> his fault. But yeah, so uh, everybody thought that maybe since the Zelina Vega was back in WWE that maybe Aleister Black was going to come back as well. There was some talk about that they were trying to get him back uh, after the release, which is so dumb. I guess they wanted to try to renegotiate his contract. Why did they release him to begin with? I guess they tried to renegotiate his contract. But, uh, yeah, he had that 30-day no-compete, and boom, shows up. He was like, bye. Night. Yep. I don't blame him. He's like, y'all renegotiate my contract so you all can misuse me again and then release me again. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the uh, Adam Page make the save? No, I'm behind. Okay, all right, all right. When you see that, whew. Hangman Adam Page. Talk about crowd wanting something and being vocal about what they want. He is so over right now. I love it. Yes, super, super. I love Adam Page. You know who else I really am digging? They're growing on me more. Uh, Jungle Boy. Luke Perry looking just like his daddy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Jungle Boy is a very talented young young guy, up and coming in AEW, future world champion at some point. He's put on a little bit more weight, but it'll do. He'll do that through time. His music's catchy. I was watching the episode of AEW a couple weeks ago when uh, Jericho was on the on commentary, and he basically was feeling some type of way about the crowd really being into Jungle Boy's uh, entrance music. <laughs> Yeah, that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme is dope. Yeah. Yeah, it's super dope. So. Um, they need to uh, invest a little bit more time back into Jade Cargill. It's been a couple of weeks since she's been on television, so they need to. Uh, Y'all don't appreciate that. them yeah. not showing my namesake every week. <laughs> uh, Britt Baker cut a really good promo. Uh, Andrade had his first match in AEW. Cody Rhodes won a strap match. And the Young Bucks retain their tag team titles. Of course they did. <laughs> yeah. The Young Bucks don't lose. 
They haven't lost in, a, in quite a while. You're right. At least anything significantly. Right. Oh, well. But, uh, yeah, I am caught up on NXT, though. I see uh, we have new NXT women's tag team. Wait, was that? That was this past week, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, that was uh, the Great American Bash. Yep, this past week. Yep, we have, uh, thanks to the returning Tegan Knox. Uh, Io Shirai and your upstart fave Zoe Stark are now the my girl new NXT Zoe Stark. Women's I told y'all. Champions. I told y'all. <laughs> told y'all she would be a champion. <laughs> that she is. That she is. Um, I hated that for Candice and Indy though. They've done such a good job being a tag team and kind of elevating those titles and putting them in a position of some relevance, and then they get beat by a makeshift tag team that I don't even know how long it's going to last because we know how EO does with partners. EO doesn't play well with others. Right. So, Zoe Stark, she better watch her back. Man, my girl Zoe, I told y'all. See, I was about to to mimic that video that I always tell. I told y'all, yes, I told y'all. That, yeah. told y'all Zoe's going to be a star. We did get the return of Index, though. Yes. So Indy probably doesn't even care about those tag titles right now because she had her man. She has her man. Um, and then we also are going to get, is it Johnny versus uh, Karrion Cross next week? Yes, it is for the NXT title. Uh, Cameron Grimes is now the butler of oh, LA Knight. How are you going to do that to my boy? He didn't deserve that. Cameron Grimes is going to the moon. Now he's going to the kitchen. <laughs> I As he said, to the moon. On Twitter, Sugar bro. Oh, <laughs> but then, so sad. But him. then he said that uh, he was calling out on his first day. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have benefits? <laughs> Is there like a ninety-day probationary period for this job? And then uh, Adam Cole beat Kyle Riley in the main event. And MSK and, oh, yeah, and MSK beat, beat. Uh, Champa and Thatcher to retain the tag team titles. That was a good match. I really would like to see Champa and Thatcher with tag titles. So they make a good team. So with the crowd at uh, the Capitol Wrestling Center, because they were not really cheering for MSK like you thought they would. The Phoenix Suns? Nope. Right. Right. Um, what else? But overall, Great American Bash was, was pretty solid. Yes, carrying. Oh, we had the again by Johnny Gargano on the microphone with no Scarlet when he came out. So they. Cook every week. Somebody else is cooking the hell out of carrying cross. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, but nothing they're saying is a lie. Oh, that's all straight so, facts. Yeah. And then what else happened? Oh, we got a cipher with a uh, hit row. Yes, the greatness that was the the cipher celebration of Swerve's new North American title. Yes. What do you think? I love, I loved it. I'm ready for the album to drop. I'm checking my Apple Music. Like, okay, so when is it coming? <laughs> yes, uh, we got a whole performance. It wasn't just a, a one a one and done thing. This was like a whole performance. So yes, big ups to Swerve and the crew. Hit row, uh, putting it down live on Great American Bash on. Uh, Tuesday night, that was a great segment. The people in the Capitol Wrestling Center, they didn't appreciate it. They didn't know the greatness that was upon them. That's because they 
don't clean or season their chicken. So that's all you need to know about that. They also couldn't catch the beat as well because they have no rhythm. So that's why them as well as their Twitter counterparts did not. They weren't feeling it. They didn't deserve that. No, they didn't. Just saying. No, and they so, yeah. and they and they gave them a chance to do this like in the rain. They didn't make like a video and just play it. They actually got to perform it live in front of the crowd. So that's even dope. yes, they didn't deserve it. It's okay. We appreciated it. Um, nothing so. that outstanding is happening on Raw this past week. It was very mediocre. Uh, <laughs> this past week, so I mean. New Day, they defeated Bobby Lashley, MVP. MVP was back wrestling after six or seven months. I thought his knee was injured. It, it, it was, but... Oh, that's right. Kofi called him out about his fake knee injury, right? <laughs> right. His extended knee injury. And uh, oh, man. that was really about it. Um, they're going to have a four-way on Monday. I just they... feel like if they cut it down to two hours, that might help a little bit. But Vince ain't gonna do that. His ego won't let him. The paycheck from USA won't let him. That too. <laughs> well, at this time, Miss J to the max. I'm gonna turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Shout out to everyone who joined our Twitter spaces on Friday, including myself, although I had no clue what you all were talking about. But uh glad Don finally got that working. Because you were struggling there for a few weeks, but finally got it. Uh, and shout out to the captain of the ship, Don DeLaurente, and to all the other WrestleCast hosts and and everyone who engages with us throughout the week. Well, thank you, Miss J to the Max. I thank you for joining me here once again on SmackDown Matters. Give a big shout out to the landlord, Miss Didi Jonet, for allowing us to sit here and, and hold down her residence once again this week. Thank you to Simi and Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese for helping me record the NXT cast and a raw cast earlier this week. Shout out to Anwar Starwin and Terry's boy and Madame Lizette and Jupiter Julep and Miss V and Cami D and Miss Larsing, um, Anisi, Miss Six Foot Apple and all the Russell Bays and members of the Glow. Thank you to Kylet Wren and Mike and Brent from Georgia. And everybody else who joins us in the uh, Twitter spaces during the week. It's been a lot of fun interacting with everybody through the Twitter spaces, having those uh, open dialogues with everyone. So it's been a lot of fun. Check out me and Mo to the underscore Reese over on the Dark Match as we break down the that list of the 50 greatest tag teams in the history of the WWE. And we talk about some gripes and uh, some omissions. Uh, in that particular list. You can also check out me and Miss Simi breaking down AEW Dynamite from this past week uh, over on the Patreon page as well. Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media is where you can find all that extra content. You can also find this show on the web at CSPN.us or through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. All you have to do is search for the WrestleCast dash the CSPN. Subscribe to the logo with the new day holding the WrestleCast sign. And the new episodes will be in your podcast queue each and every week. So continue to use the hashtag Smackdown Matters each and every Friday night. Share your commentary with color with us in the live tweet or through the Twitter spaces. Uh, we'll definitely be uh, encouraging everybody to interact with us through both of those avenues. 
each and every Friday night. So for my co-host, Miss Jade to the Max, I'm your host, Don DeLorenze, and this has been SmackDown Matters. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Bye. It wasn't for me. It was for us, just like you said, Oos. Well, I don't remember seeing you last week, Oos. You must have been on vacation. I showed up. First off, when, when did I tell you to do this for us? When did I tell you to make decisions for us? And second off... Vacation. Vacation. If anybody earned a vacation, I earned the vacation, but I don't take vacations. I was busy doing what you couldn't do. I was busy doing your job too. Even through these hard times right now, keep your head up and let's get back to work doing what we do. And I mean, becoming the seventh town. WWE Tag Team Champions! And I've been saying it all along. That's all I ever wanted. You choose what you want to hear. But I've been saying it. Seven times. Tag Team Champions. Universal champion for however long I want to be. And the way we do it is together. On the same page. All of us working together. Can't nobody touch us. Can't nobody touch us if we do it my way.